Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boulay Cab Show special guest, LMA. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I haven't seen you in years. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been, I think it's uh, 20... You know what's crazy is I met you in 2017 mm-hmm. before you even like... I want to say before you really had music out. Yeah, I think we were... I, I want to say it was maybe like one or two EPs. It was like very pre, pre-boot up. Yeah, wait, Pre, 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 boot up. Yeah. I don't remember who brought you up to the station. I might have been someone from Interscope, and they were just like, hey, we just want to introduce you to her. Mm-hmm. She's going to be the next thing. And like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then here you are making the R&B music I grew up loving. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, it it kind of took a while to make this album. A bit, yeah. And you know what I love about your album is like when I saw the track list, you know, it's, it's hard to make an album with that many songs mm-hmm. and it'd be fire. Thank you. But that's, you made us wait, great. so I feel like you made us wait, right? So it's like, okay, cool. You made us wait, and you know, you delivered. So it wasn't like super, super intentional that I made everyone wait. I think everyone thinks that I like disappeared off the face of the earth and then like came back. It really was like boot up trip, my debut album, end of twenty eighteen, and then for the whole of twenty nineteen, I toured like literally January yep. to January twenty twenty. I toured, um, and I can't. I'm not really like a record on the road. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be stationary and like set. So I d- I wasn't in the studio. So twenty twenty was always the year for me to record. Anyway, um, it took a little bit longer than we planned. Pandemic, obviously. yeah, and the <laughs> pandemic. Like I didn't. I really didn't want to put something out during the pandemic and not be able to like work it properly. I feel like everyone kind of at first the virtual stuff was cool, but then months in everyone was like i'm sick and tired of seeing so tired of yeah it. so i wanted to make sure i would be able to work it properly so yeah it took a little bit long but we're here now yeah 100 percent. um yeah you got some crazy records on here uh Thank you. fallen angel i want to say is one of my favorites yes i love the outro at the end yes um <laughs> the roddy record is crazy thank you um what would you say like where did you kind of pull your inspiration from for this project yeah i think it was really just my life in real time like i think with my debut album uh the studio was really like still quite new to me and mm-hmm. i was like figuring out what i wanted to sound like and what i wanted to say and this album i felt like i was super confident in what i wanted to say and what i wanted to sound like um and the message that i wanted to get across and really i was just going in and kind of like diary entries almost and whatever i felt at on that day 
is what came That's out. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Did you go through a breakup during the pandemic or something? I did, yeah. So so that there's all that all you need is a breakup, a good breakup. But to, to be fair, my album's not a sad album. It's not, like, but I there are like, some moments, you know? Yeah, there's moments. There's moments um, for sure. But I'm also learning that like life happens in moments. Like mm. happiness happens in moments, sadness happens in moments, success comes in moments. And like obviously those moments come back. They, you know, it's like a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, it, there's moments of I think more so moments of happiness, but there's definitely moments of, of sadness on the song, uh, on the album. Yeah. Um, how old is the Roddy? Like, how how long ago did you guys do the Roddy the record? The Roddy record. Um, I want to say we did it last summer, so it's not that it's not that, that old. old. Yeah, but we like fully, fully finished it probably top of the year. Um, but Roddy and I, we we actually did another song first. Um, for was supposed to be for Mustard's album. Um, and then we kind of came back around and we had this, this was one of the last records we did on my album. Um, but from the beginning, the start of, uh, me recording, I was like, I really want Roddy on this album. Cause I'm such a big fan. So oh, it must, yeah. must've made it happen. Yeah. Do you like, are you conscientious of like, um, I'd said that you make the music I grew up loving mm-hmm. and I feel like for a while we kind of were missing R and B, like true R and B in terms of like the forefront of music. Like, yeah. but I do feel like, um, it's coming back. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, um, but I feel like you had a lot to do with that. Are you conscientious of that? Like, because I feel like you kind of filled something that was missing, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, thank you. First of all, that's, yeah. a, that's a big compliment. Um, I don't feel like I was super, super, super aware at the time. I think it's really just like, that's the music I grew up on too. So it's really just like my influences and who I love and the music I love. And that's just the music that comes out. Cause that's just what I loved listening to and what I love making. Um, I don't think anyone could have ever really planned what happened with boot up or what happened with trip. I think it was just like clearly something that the industry was missing and what people wanted. Um, and I definitely, I definitely do feel like it, um, gave R&B a, a lot more like mainstream attention at the time. And then since then is R&B's kind of been taken kind over of back. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, a pr- it's still a very hard genre. If you're not like mm-hmm. a crossover, it's still, even though we're making waves somewhat, it's still a really hard genre to work. And I think, um, as an R&B artist, you just kind of have to be aware of that and just try your best to, um, to like navigate it's quite hard to navigate through yeah like shout out um money long she just went number yes. one with like a real traditional yes. r&b record mm-hmm. i'm it's like this shit is number one in two formats and it's very very hard to do like, very I don't, hard i don't think people understand like, yeah. how hard it is to do in such like a pop um or like rap based yeah industry yeah 100 percent. um talk about like how did you spend your pandemic were you here in the states were you back home in the uk where were you at i was in the states yeah i couldn't actually leave because i was right before the pandemic happened i was in the process of getting my green card okay so like while you're in the process you're not supposed to leave because they can deny you like re-entry right and then obviously covid happened the pandemic and the embassy shut so if i would have left I you wouldn't come got, back i would have got stuck at home yeah, yeah i know and a few I was, people who that happened to yeah yeah and i was in the middle of making an album and i didn't want to i could make an album at home yes but um your team's order, out yeah, here right everyone's, yeah everyone's here so it was just like it would have been really hard for me to do that so i was here yeah i didn't go home the first time I went home um, was November that just passed. And that was the first time in two years. So, yeah. Um, with Buddha being such a massive record, how much did you pay attention to all the remixes? <laughs> I paid attention. I saw, I saw a lot of them. T-Pain caught a fucking body. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. But he kills, like, I don't know why everybody was acting so surprised. Like, I wasn't, T- but T-Pain I was just like, yes. T-Pain. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit at all. Like, T-Pain is actually a goat. Like, He's, I don't think people understand. I agree. I agree. He's his, we would like to say he's him, Duncan. Yes. Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> he, is. he is him. He is like, I feel like he really created like a new lane when he came out in his, like in his prime, 
there was no one really, really, really doing what T Pain was doing, and he can actually sing. Like I don't think people and know he that performs he can actually his ass sing. off. I, you know, I've never seen him live. He's one of my favorite live performers. I need to see him live. Yeah, like for the like his size, the way he be moving around mm -hmm. and, and popping and locking, <laughs> and I'm just like Jesus. I've seen videos, but I've never actually experienced it in person. Yeah. Um. How like. When we talk about Mustard, I feel like somehow we just talked about T-Pain doesn't get enough credit. I feel like Mustard doesn't get enough credit he just doesn't. for him being the CEO that he is, mm -hmm. the guy that he is, and just like the prolific. I mean, you know, not a lot of people have had runs like Mustard. Mm -hmm. um, how involved was he with this project? I feel like he was heavily involved in the first project. Mm -hmm. Like how, like are his fingerprints all over the album? Yeah, he's still, he's still, he definitely, I think he was definitely more involved in, in the debut. Um, but he still produced, I think, I want to say six of the 15 on, on right. this album. I think, I think I'm correct. Um, and I always like, I don't, there's nothing that I do that I don't play him. Like his opinion is really, really, really important to me. Um, and he's never steered me wrong. So he's still super, super involved, whether it's being like, you know, the, the label owner of 10 Summers or whether it's production wise, he's still super involved and he's not like scared to tell me that he doesn't like something and I'm not scared to tell him I don't like something like it's super just organic and natural. So he's, he's very involved. Yeah. Did you feel like uh, there was a, I feel like there was in like that 2018, 2019 range, you were on a lot of hooks. Mm. You were kind of like the go-to. Do you think so? I don't feel like I'm, I, I was. Just, I'm thinking of the Meek album. Yeah. Um, there was a, I feel like you were on a, a couple of hooks, right? Not really. Meek Not really? Is, Meek Maybe is, I'm just thinking of the Meek. Yeah. I feel like for a while there, I just heard you on, on the radio 24 all day. 24-7. <laughs> yeah. No, because you know what it was? It was really wild because Boot Up happened and then Trip happened, which was all over the radio. And then my album happened and then Meek was like right after my album 24 mm -hmm. seven. So the timing of it, I just felt just like, like it was LMA radio for like <laughs> six months. It was like, Jesus, yeah, I know everyone was tired of it. Like we don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, no Meek was really the, the main, uh, 24 seven was the main feature I did. I didn't really do. I haven't really done many features to be fair. When it comes to people, cause I'm sure people hit you a lot to, mm -hmm. to do a feature. Like, you know what? People actually don't as really? much as much. I feel like there's like a misconception that people think, like so many people hit me not so much wow i don't That's know surprising. why yeah they need to start hey man <laughs> y'all gotta tap in what's up y'all we gotta stop the interview real quick to tell you about our good folks at bluechew.com fellas when it's time to get that fucking going you know what i'm saying when it's time to hit the sack with a young lady you need that confidence trust me maybe you had a bad day maybe your anxiety's through the roof your stress well that could fuck up everything when it comes time for you to get down, you know what I'm saying, with a young lady or a young man, whatever you're into, uh, or young, et cetera, whatever you like. You know what I'm saying? Listen, BlueChew.com is to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service. It delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost, and it's fire. It works. Trust me, BlueChew's tablets, they help men achieve harder, stronger cocks, stronger erections. And it combats all forms of ED, all right? That's right. If you're feeling a little uh, like, ah, man, shit ain't been right down there. Listen, that Blue Chew come to the rescue. Get your dick right, bud, all right? Trust me when I say it. Hey, listen, Blue Chew, it's an online prescription service. It's the best part. There's no weird, awkward visits, awkward conversations at the doctor's office. None of that. It ships right to your door in a discreet package, all right? It's super simple. Go to bluechew.com. You can uh, consult with one of their medical providers. Uh, and then once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days and it's all online all right that's right and uh the best part is you can go to bluechew.com right now use my promo code bootleg at checkout that's use the promo code bootleg at checkout and you're gonna get your first month of blue chew for free just five dollars shipping trust me when i say 
This shit is lit. All right. I love Blue Chew. Maybe you're married. Maybe you um just going through it at work and you just feel like you need that extra little boost, that extra confidence, man. ED hits a lot of men in different ways. You know what I'm saying? That Blue Chew will have your dick right, my G. Bowman. Bowman. Thor's hammer. Bluechew.com. Get your first month for free with the promo code bootleg ASAP. Go do that. Um, what what is like uh, the music that you're currently listening to that's like inspiring you that like you know you're just a fan of? Yeah, oh, that's a great question. Um, I was just talking about Blast Project the other day. Shout out to Blast. I I'm such a fan. Yeah, his melodies are so cool. And he killed the Kendrick album. Yes, yeah. yes, he did. Yes, mm-hmm. Kendrick's album. I haven't listened to it in its entirety yet. So you haven't sat with the whole project yet? Not yet. I feel like I need to be in a certain like headspace in order to properly take it. It in. took me like three days to like sit down because I'm like I can't just li- like can't, listen to it this. It can't be back. Like it can't be back. Yeah, I gotta like really sit down and like hone like hone in yeah. on this because I feel like it's such an important album. Yes, I don't yes. want to listen to it passively. Right. So I finally did. How I was did, like, how oh, find it? man, I, if I would have listened to it passively, I would have been like. But it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't, I had, I haven't had the chance to, and I, re- I want to do the same. I want to sit down and actually properly listen to to it, and I haven't been able to do that yet. So I will obviously at one point. But I know I, I don't expect anything less from Kendrick. What about just on the R and B side? Any, um, any oh. fellow fellow ladies that you're digging? Any and everyone. Kaylani just dropped her album, which shout I love. out to Kaylani. Yeah, shout out to Kaylani. Um, I listened to a lot of Kiana Lede. Shout out to Kiana. Um, like you said, Money just went. I know she just put out another single. Um, who else is there? I love Snow. Mm-hmm. I even know Snow's Snow's album is almost a year old now, I think, but I listened to it like it came out. Yeah, Snow's yesterday. music is like very like, uh, I just feel like it's like, it's like when you listen to an Adele album, you're like, I could hear this song at a wedding in like mm-hmm. 150 years. Like yeah. I feel like Snow's music is very in that. Yeah, she, I, I think you can like, I can, well, me personally, I can be in any mood, like whether I'm happy, sad, like energetic or whatever. And Snow's music always just makes me feel like I'm like at peace. And I love that. I feel like you need like a balance of like the turn up music mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so Snow, I'm a big fan of Snow, Jasmine, of course. When you're when you're trying to turn up, what is the go-to? City Girls. City Girls. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the City Girls. Yes, I love them. They're amazing. They are. Yeah, they're touring. I think they're touring with them. Oh, Jack, Jack Harlow. Harlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Jack Harlow. Shout, he's, he's Doing arenas? He's, he's killing it. Yeah. Killing it. My yeah, I'm goodness. really happy for him. It's very surprised he didn't know Ray J and Brandy were brother and sister. I mean... I feel like everyone knows that. I mean... We feel like everyone knows that because we know it, but like I don't think it was like like obviously I know that, right, right. but like maybe he didn't grow up listening to Brandy, and that's I feel like the internet tries to like they, kill they people definitely so make quickly. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a big it's, like, not, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it's like, Leave him alone. <laughs> maybe he didn't get around to like you know tapping in with Brandy. Like he said, he, said he was like no one's ever told him that in his life. That's so. crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Brandy. Uh, she's a legend. On this project, you also got Lotto on the album. Do, yeah. Lotto has been um, she's such a sweetheart. She like. Is. She's one of my favorite interviews I've done in a long time. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's she's actually like so personable, but just so like super down to earth. She's really funny. Like you just said, yeah, I met her um, at a studio. We were using the same studio um, just like randomly. And she was next door and I just went in there and I was like, hi, I'm a big fan. And she was like, what are you like? You know, she she was really sweet to me. And she says, ciao. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was really sweet to me. And um, I had didn't say the song that she's on. Mm -hmm. I had that from the start of the recording process. That that was one of the very first ones that I recorded um, and just never had a second verse to it. And I was just like, I think this is one that needs a feature. Um, And by the time we got around to like figuring the features out, 
I already had Rodi and I already had Lucky. So I was like, I want a female. So she's, Kind of a, yeah, different bag for her to be in too, I feel like. Yeah, and I think that's what's so interesting about the song too. Because I think when you look at like LMA featuring Lotto, you're like, what? What's that What in the like? world does this sound like? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but she killed it. Like literally, she when she sent me back the verse, it was everything I would have wanted her to say. And I didn't even have to like, I don't like to tell people I want you to say this. Like, you know, I want you to do whatever you do best. Because that's the reason I would, you know, want you to collaborate with me. Um, and... That was the greatest part about that because the song obviously spoke to her in the same way it spoke to me and mm. she killed her verse. I was like. Yeah, she killed it. Um, your writing process. Break yeah. this down because I, I I always see artists like I'm in the studio. Obviously, we're in my recording studio right now. So I always see like, a, you know, I feel like nowadays when it comes to rap, mm -hmm. people punch in their lines. Mm -hmm. You're obviously a prolific singer. <laughs> you make prolific music. Thank you. Are you writing ideas at home? Are you writing the beats? Like, how is your kind of like process when it comes to like coming up with ideas? Obviously, you know, you can collaborate with other writers, mm -hmm. but in terms of the stuff that you're like putting your pen down on, like, mm -hmm. like, what is that process for you? I don't really write at home. Like if I have an idea, I know like a lot of people will like start writing something if they see something right. or whatever. I'm not really that type of person. I think I have to um, hear like a beat or hear a, some chords or something like that in order for inspiration to like, Come, I like to work off of whatever the beat or the chords make me feel like. Because, mm. like, I don't want to, I don't want to have an idea and go into the studio and be like, "This is what I need to make." I f it feels very forced when I do it. I know that works for some right. people. Um, I rather just catch the vibe to what is actually going on in the studio at that time and figure it out from there. That's really what we do most. We kind of like whether we're working to a beat or whether we're starting from scratch. If we're starting from scratch, it'll be like, okay, well, kind of, how do you feel today? And then we'll go from there. And then obviously the chords will either be moody or they'll be happy. Um, but I like to write in the studio. What's the song on the album? If you had to pick out one song that just came the easiest to you, where maybe you had something on your chest, you just had to get it off and it just was like, it, um, it, it just happened so easy. Break My Heart was the quickest, quickest one that we wrote. It literally took, I don't even think it took more than half an hour, but it's funny because that's like one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, it's like, it's, it's quite simple. I like the, the chorus is if I could choose who could, if I had to choose who could break my heart, it would be you, which is a nuts concept. Everyone's like, Girl, what but it's, it's kind of it's kind of sweet to say <laughs> no but like i think people i think people are mis misconstruing it like i'm not saying like i'm going to choose you to break my heart I'm right saying, if i had to choose like worst case scenario if i had to choose it would be you mm, is that so that's like something you actually went through right um yeah yeah my, this was my life in real time I pandemic like heartbreak <laughs> yeah i guess you could say that how do you get over heartbreak in the pandemic because it's a very you know it was a pretty wild i mean i don't know if you were in la a lot of the time i, I spent quite a bit in la because yeah. la shit got kind of crazy out here yeah in i was terms just of speaking like, about that like the first like few months it felt like we were in a movie in gotham yeah like yeah i think to be fair i like i wouldn't say it was like a super super bad like it was heartbreak, yes, but it wasn't like a super super bad breakup or anything like that. It wasn't that. ugly. Yeah, it wasn't ugly. Um, so it wasn't as hard as it probably seems. Um, and I have great friends and great family, so I think that's important. Like, even though they're not physically around during the pandemic, but like FaceTime makes you feel very a lot closer, obviously. Um, and yeah, I don't really I don't really have like a step to step how I did it. I just kinda took just it day by dealt day. With it. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. Like you didn't get cheated on or anything. No, 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 no. That's no, I'm good. Not that I know of. No. <laughs> the cheating shit is like the hardest thing to get over. I've gotten cheated on in my life before, oh. and it is very, um, yeah, it's it's bad. Do you feel like I had this conversation with my friend the other day? Do you feel like you could stay with someone after they cheat? Like, do you think that the relationship is is solvable almost? Um, in my case, 
You personally, yeah. That's I tried cool. it out. Yeah, it didn't work. With my, but we had, there was a kid involved. Okay. Um, but it definitely, since I lived through that, I would say probably not. Mm. I would say, like, once that trust is probably violated, like... It's just hard. It's hard. It's probably hard to go it's back. It's just... Yeah, I think it's harder. And I think, like... Uh, I guess it... I mean, listen, circumstances are... You know, they change, like, I guess, case to case. But I would mm-hmm. say, like... You know, it just depends. I guess it depends on what happened, mm-hmm. how toxic the situation is. We like, hate toxic situations. We don't want any any toxic situations over here. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, if it's, like, something, like... I, I don't know. I was a part of a pretty terrible relationship. So, mm. um you know, it was something that like I just try to make work over and over for my kids' sake, and mm-hmm. the best thing I ever did was just like, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So now I have my son who I have custody of. You know what I mean. So shout out to my That's son. Amazing, yeah. Shout out to your son. Um, but yeah, it was definitely yeah. I would say like if you get cheated on, I mean, look, everyone's different. I, I guess like if the circumstances are crazy, then yeah, you should probably bounce. <laughs> you should probably move on. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you ever taken someone back after cheating? I've I haven't been cheated on to my knowledge. Oh, well, so, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, shout out to you. Yeah. You're fucking lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the case in most people's um, most people's life. Yeah. We just had a topic on the radio where someone called in and they found out that their husband cheated like 10 years prior. And like he pretty much admitted to it. I don't know. The but sp- never cheated again after that. Right. So she found out that like 10 years oh, prior yeah. that he crazy. had cheated mm-hmm. and she was like, what should what should I do? What would you do if like, let's say you were in a relationship, hypothetically, mm-hmm. you're with a guy for seven or eight years mm-hmm. and you found out in the first year he cheated, but you found out he hasn't cheated since. Would you, would you kind of be like, like how, that's kind of a weird situation, right? It's a 50, 50 because it's like, obviously I understand why he didn't tell her, mm-hmm. but it's also like, well, you've kind of lied to me for all these years. So how you're pretty comfortable with lying to me. Yeah. So how can I actually even prove that you've never done it again? One, but two, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I could I could I would much rather you tell me when it happened right away and let me deal with it and figure out whether mm. I want to stay with you or not. Um and then we go from there as opposed like but did she find out like she saw something and she asked him and then he admitted it or he came out and was like 10 years he, ago He admitted it. Like he came yeah. out to her and said 10 years yeah, yeah. ago I cheated. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting predicament. <laughs> but like you said, what works for one doesn't work for the other. Like 100%. it's very circumstantial. It depends on the case. So um, I hope I hope for her sake she finds happiness wherever it is. What is uh, your go to binge watch TV shows, LMA? Oh, Euphoria. God love love Euphoria. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Um, but I really don't watch that much TV to be honest. I think uh, somebody was just telling me I need to watch. Oh, what's the show called? I can't even remember. Um, I think Euphoria was probably the last thing I binged, yeah. Was your high school like even 10% like Euphoria? (laughs) Not that I know of either. I was completely out the loop and was like not part of the cool kids or, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. But I do understand how it's changed. I graduated high school 10 years ago. Social media, I think, has really like uh, just changed. Like I let my my son 16 Mm -hmm. and I let him watch Euphoria. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's a good kid. So I was just like, yeah, dude, but that shit better not be going on at your school. Right. What did he but say? he said that he's like, no, there's kids who fucking will come to school super high. Mm. He was like, there's kids that sell pills. Mm. Like, I'm like, damn. Yeah. I think the most that happened when I was in high school was like weed. I remember one time my, some of my friends uh, came to school drunk, but like it was such a one-off that like they made it so hot. Like they made it so bait that they were drunk that they got found out. So which 
this is how you know you don't do this on a regular basis. Right, right, right. Yeah, because you got caught. Yeah, you yeah. got caught, but they were just doing the most. Um, but that was probably the only time I remember that other than people like who would smoke after school, I guess. But Yeah, like, shout out to Zendaya. She's a... Incredible. Jesus. Amazing. Like, it's actually wild. Amazing. Yeah. 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 She should get all the awards for 100%. that show. Like her acting in that show is amazing. Yeah. So just, just euphoria. Yeah, that's all I can think of right now. I really don't. What about any classics? Movies. Like you ever watch Friends or anything? Or? Uh, my wife and kids. My I'll, wife and kids. I'll binge huh? watch my wife. And, I love my wife and kids. I don't even know. What sh- I've I've heard of the show. Which you guys kn- in it? Who's in it? Are you are you being me, are you actually being serious? Let me just look up who's in it. Listen, there's so many. Tisha Campbell. Is this Wayne, with Damon Damon Wayans? Yeah, it's I a Damon Wayans show. I don't know which one. I, I get confused by all of them. Damon Wayans. Uh, uh, it's. Parker McKenna when she was really little. Mm, I remember the show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I hope I never so. watched it though. Oh my God. Yeah, how, yeah. how can you not? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not really into like, besides like, if I'm like going super old, I loved like Martin. Yeah. Seinfeld hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mm-hmm. But like, kind of the newer uh sitcoms i just kind of just didn't tap in with you know what too. i can always been what binge watch and i'll never get tired of that's so raven that's so raven see i'm totally mi- i mean i know who the, i know the show yeah i know who shout out to her raven yeah. simone but mm-hmm. i never watched it that's so raven was like almost like my like i thought i was raven my kid would watch the sweet life with zach, zach and, cody. and cody yeah i watched that too. so that was like you know sweet life was good like disney disney channel era so like lizzie mcguire uh, I'm obviously Raven. older than you yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but no, my I, wife and kids, I, I could always enjoy. Shout out to Damon Wayans. Yes. Have you ever seen Major Pain with no, Damon Wayans? I haven't. You got to watch that movie. It's a, I was going to say, is it a movie? Yeah. It's a movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Damon Wayans. Yo, we got to stop the interview real quick. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, Odd Socks, baby. Hey, man, listen. All I keep on my ass is Odd Socks draws. All I keep on my feet are Odd Socks. You know why? Because they're the most comfortable socks in the world. And I'm not just saying this because they promote the podcast. I'm telling you, the socks are crazy. Uh, They got all the licenses. Look, they got Halloween socks. They have Back to the Future socks. They got fucking Twizzler socks. Old Dirty Bastard socks. R.I.P. to ODB. All right, they also got their drawers if you want to wear some underwear with pizza on them. Whatever you need. But my favorite are the Odd Socks Basics, baby. These are just the plain boys. These, to me, are the most comfortable socks in the world. All right? So trust me when I say go to oddsocksofficial.com. Thank me later when you go to check out buying the most comfortable socks in the world. Get some WWE socks too. I just saw a sneak peek of the new WWE line and they're fucking insane. In fucking sane. Uh, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code bootlegkev. That's one word together. Bootlegkev. We should talk to them about shortening that. Bootlegkev is the promo code. You will get 20% off at checkout. One more time, go to oddsocksofficial.com, save 20% off using that promo code bootlegkev. Let's get back to the interview. Um, yo, it's crazy too, because like I feel like um, I was just, we just had Junior Choi up here, who's obviously from the UK, and we were mm-hmm. kind of talking about how like, you know, for so long, I feel like, um, obviously your genre of music is, is very receptive in the States, mm-hmm. but for so long, I feel like, um, you know, it was like a little harder for UK artists to kind of break over here, kind of doing UK Still shit. Is. But I, you know, I feel like you know, um, drill is kind of changing the drill, and and I, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like, um, obviously, drill started in Chicago, mm-hmm. but like the UK drill scene is what inspired the Brooklyn drill scene, mm-hmm. and um, did I just feel like right now in the states, like the UK has got its fingerprints on everything. Like, I think so? Yeah, that's I mean, a, a lot amazing. of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I think like uh, I don't know what happened, but you know, obviously, like yourself, Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. Adele, you know, 
you guys are superstars, but in terms of just like, you know, I guess, cause I feel like I know Afrobeat is, you know, a mm. lot of that's, but I feel like, I feel like that popped off in the UK first and then yeah, it came Afro, here. Yeah. Af- uh, Afrobeats or Joe, you talking about? Afrobeats. Yeah. That's been a thing. In the UK for, forever. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Literally. Um, I think so. Like you said, social media makes things a lot more accessible and makes people like as crazy as it is because there's a lot of stuff on there that we really don't need to take in of course of course it's also great in terms of just like being able to uh reach people but or things being able to reach you that you would have never known if you were just i don't know in the middle of america somewhere randomly and you don't really travel or something like that um so yeah i think social media plays a big a big role in that also yo it's crazy since your last album came out tiktok has been a it's became a thing tiktok is wild I don't feel like you, I mean, listen, there's no music for TikTok, but I don't feel like you're like a, you know, a TikTok artist. Not really, no. <laughs> at all, right? But like, it is, it is, the, the things that go viral on TikTok, there's no uh, explanation behind them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just happens. Mm-hmm. But like, is the label like in your head about TikTok now? Oh, Lord. Because it's, I can only imagine it's extremely obnoxious because I, I can't stand, TikTok is so, it's such a fucking headache. Yeah, I Even see. for me. I don't have a, I don't have TikTok on my phone. I have a TikTok. I don't run it. Um, but it's very, it's funny to me because I just saw something where I think it was Charlie XCX. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, this is my eighth tiktok that my label are trying to force me to do blah 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 she was joking but like i felt her so much because it but I, like i understand it obviously but a label are trying to make their money of course and that's right where now, the attention's at yeah that's where the attention is right now and i'm sure in a couple years it will be something else and the kids love tiktok and like, it's just such a ridiculous platform yeah i don't I, i've never personally gotten into it i don't think there's anything wrong with it obviously but it's just thank god because you'd be on your phone just scrolling because that al- they got the best yeah. algorithm in the yeah. world on tiktok yeah. they got to figure it out speaking of algorithms algorithm just in general right now i feel like on social media is just like really weird super i'm trying to understand what's going on yeah it's uh (laughs) i don't i don't know (laughs) twitter is a wild place right now twitter's always been the wild wild west though it is yeah twitter you you know what the what i hate about twitter is if someone you know is a creep and they like some nasty shit on twitter (laughs) you see it it pops up on your feed and it says so and so liked this and i'm like what the fuck? I didn't want to see this. Yeah, no, I think I think Twitter is we- a weird place because I think Twitter gives people a reason to think that their opinion is fact. Yeah. I think that's what's wrong. And, and don't get me wrong, Twitter is hilarious. There's is, parts yeah. of Twitter that is just like, will have you really, really dying. But any anybody types anything and it can go viral especially now and then they think that like their opinion yeah they matters, think that they're, or they're experts yeah, on stuff or they're super educated about something and it's like bro uh, your opinion isn't fact it can be obviously people agree with it yes but now now we've got people walking around thinking that they like know everything and it's just like bro. are you a fan of elon musk trying to buy twitter and fix it up uh i don't really have an opinion on it yeah to be honest i don't know enough about him to, to do, have do you have a it. tesla I don't know. No, not yet. With <laughs> these don't. gas prices, you might need to get, listen. It's crazy. I don't understand what. Not even just gas prices though, but just Everything. like food, like inflation in general. It's just like it's actually wild right now. I went to buy hamburger meat, and I was like, "How much? What? Was it? The, it was like fucking nineteen dollars or something. What? It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Ev- ev- inflation. Um, there's a baby f- formula shortage. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. The gas prices are crazy. Shit's wild right now. Mm. Still kind of in a pandemic. Did you, did you buy like, are you a homeowner? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You probably got a good uh, interest rate then. 
yeah, I did. Because right now the interest rates were. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a it was a little while ago. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, then you're you're rich. You're I mean, up. You're super up. I mean, you're rich anyway, but like you're up on the house for sure. I mean, I guess. I you're guess for sure you up. Yeah, yeah. I just bought my first house. So, well, not my first house ever, but my first house in LA. Congrats. It was expensive. I yeah. think, and honestly, and I'm, I've lived now in three major cities. I live, obviously I'm from London. I've lived in New York. I live in LA. Um, I like to like go back and forth, but I'm so, I'm, I'm so used to the city that like mm. if I was to go down south or, and I understand it's like so much cheaper down there and then you can get a lot more for your money but like I just have to I, I don't think I can function in somewhere that's not like a city right uh, like a major city right um and they're always expensive like which out of those three places obviously London is home mm-hmm. but just in terms of livability what do you like the most New York London or LA I'd probably say here yeah I'll tell you this I go to New York and I understand why everyone's there is like an asshole Loki. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a very like, imagine like every, everybody's just walking yeah. to work and you're next to them. And then you have to take the train with everyone. London's quite similar. Everyone's in, in a rush. Mm-hmm. No London's, one, London's quite similar. Like when, like, you know, you always hear like if new, in New York, if you get mugged, like everyone just keeps it moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I went and I was like, dude, I get it now. You see some of the stuff that happens like in, in the subway in New York. Like if you, like on Twitter, I'll just see the wildest stuff that happens. And it's just like, people just like, if you're on the train, right? And someone like starts breaking out dancing or just doing random stuff, obviously for social media. But like New Yorkers are not even affected by it. At they, they mind their there. fucking business. Yeah, they literally, you would think nothing's going New on. New York is like the king of minding your yeah. business. It is the capital of minding your fucking business. <laughs> yeah. You go to New York, people don't give a fuck. They are trying to get home. They're trying to get to work. I, I get it though. Yeah, like, I get I it too. I understand it. I, I completely understand it. And I think London's similar. It's not, I don't think it's as like, it's definitely as fast paced, I would say, but I think people are a little more, uh, what's the right word? Um, Hospitable? Yeah. Like yeah. if something's happening, I think someone will at least try and help or whatever else. New York. Do you feel like London gets a bad rap on food? Because anytime I ever hear about UK food, it, everyone says it's super bland and it's like. Uh, yeah, but I understand why. I think you have to obviously know where to go. Where but to I go, think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's anywhere. That's true. Um, and I think that. A lot of the places, even in any city actually that I've been in, a lot of the good food is not obviously in the touristy parts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the, the. I tell people to get off Yelp. Yeah, that's the generic, but that's the generic food. Yeah, like you know they're trying to appease a lot of different people because this is a tourist area. You have to go to like the hood or mm. go to like the real cultured places in order to get good food. I think that's most places that I've been. To be fair, last thing breakdown just um, the name of your album Heart on My Sleeve. Heart on My Sleeve. Yeah, um, I mean it's pretty much what it, what it says. I think I. I wear my home not even i think i know i wear you know my you do sleeve. yeah I just in general do. yeah it was a great listen a great album thank you um how, I'm, I'm assuming there's videos already shot that yeah. are coming soon mm-hmm. tour coming yeah we're planning it right now so definitely are you excited coming. to get back on the road it's my favorite part of all of this so it's I touring yes going and seeing the people singing along to your songs yes. is there like anything that feels better than that when you're performing a song and you got it's you know unmatched. all these people singing Word for word. It's literally unmatched. It's the best feeling ever. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, LMA, I appreciate you coming through. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Go get the album. Yes. And and go watch my wife and kids. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.